What do a golf club, 40 Snickers bars, and SCC have in common? You got to watch the video to introduce this podcast and listen today to find out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Pipeline Things. All right, welcome to today's edition of Pipeline Things. I am your host, Thing 20, Rhett Dotson, and my co-host, Thing 21, greater number, but not greater in prominence or stature, definitely lesser in stature, as we reiterate on every episode. Really excited to be with you guys today. Definitely the strongest Avenger, though, just saying. Um, just yeah, saying. so on the follow-up of that last episode and the, <laughs> and the arm wrestling, um, I, I've been working out a lot lately. Yeah. I've been, um, I started hitting the weights. It was it was a call to action. Oh. That was that so you're was, trying to get on your game is what I, you're saying. <laughs> you're trying to be on your game. I don't I don't know if I'm ever going to catch up to you. I was built as a thin, wiry dude, and I just don't know if I'm going to get to your. Well, the cool thing is like all Hulk. your all, all your blood is here. Like it's all in your brain and all the wrinkles and stuff. It keeps oh, you, so? it keeps you sharp. Is you're good. So? Yeah, you're um, good. That's cool. I, you know, I said when I, I haven't let my wife watch that episode. I'm just gonna skip it right over. Like, don't don't watch that. Don't watch the. <laughs> no, it's but no, fun. really, it's all fun and games. Uh, definitely appreciate the feedback we got from the audience. That was such a fun episode to do. Yeah. Um, you know, we do a lot of fun things together. Uh, yeah. Travel. Um, we haven't been in the movies yet. Um, we go see clients. I, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Doctor Strange. We've either. read the same comic books, but we haven't. Oh, we yes. saw we saw Venom together. Amanda wasn't very happy about that. We did. See I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. Mm. And you want to do it? Is tomorrow your birthday? Tomorrow is my birthday. Do you have plans over your birthday? Can I can I take you to a movie tomorrow for your birthday? <laughs> Actually, you know what? On that, it's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Where are you going? What are you doing? All right, Chris has left the set, so it's up to me, your solo host, and I'll talk at length. So um, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about being on our game. Chris has now officially left the set. This is the strangest edition. I, we're going to see how long I can have a one-way monologue with myself. So um, some of the things that we like to do together that do not involve watching Avengers movies are playing golf. And I, as you saw from the intro into this uh, episode, Happy birthday, buddy. So, oh so how old are you turning? You did not, did you? How old are you turning? Wow. How old are you turning? Why are you calling me out 40? 40. Did you have 40 candy bars in there? <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> Why do you think I got Snickers? Because everybody gets grumpy. <laughs> Snickers make oh, life better. Chris has now given me a basket or a bag of 40 Snickers as an early birthday present on air on the podcast. Yeah. How, um, many, how many in there 40? And are they all the same? I'm not going to count them out on the show. Are they all the That's same? Fine. Um, no, every now and then there's a little one with almonds in there. I'm assuming this because you went to the store, you grabbed all the ones that were regular so you had to fill in with... How many, how many almond ones are in there? I don't know, too. Check. Don't. don't be shy. You're being shy. Get on your game. How many almond ones are in there? Three. Four. Looks like four. I see four. You sure? No, I'm not pouring all this out. What are you doing? I wasn't ready for this. It looks like four. Uno, dos, tres. Oh, he's speaking Spanish. Cuatro. That's all I see, buddy. Cinco. There's five. Why do you think there's five with almond ones in Cinco there? Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> No, because the almond ones are better, and you met me almost f 
five years ago on the date is when you started at Rosen. That's when your life changed and life got better because life is better. I with want the, the audience to know this is not the segue that we had planned <laughs> into today's episode. What else is in there? Um, a lot of candy bars. What's that thing? This thing? Yeah. Wow. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the strongest Avenger? Uh, so uh, Christopher on air gave me a uh, Banner of War Part 1 Hulk versus Thor. Which dropped just last week. And so we will see who the strongest Avenger is. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But you know what? I'm not, not emotional on air here. No, we're not going to get emotional. But, you know, not everybody can be on their game. So uh, we just recently played golf, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we did. Uh, and i got to be honest. That was a fun shoot. Uh, just so the audience knows that uh, I did intentionally create the incident that you saw as the precursor to this episode. It was quite humorous, but did not have no way. And a million times I could not replicate the way that that happened at the end. If you did not watch it on YouTube, you, it, was, it was unintended, but totally appropriate chaos. It, it was. was great. It, it was, was a lot of fun. So, okay, look, we got to bring it around. Yeah, Chris. bring it around. Uh, enough fun. I'm, I'm going to move the, the birthday gifts off. Thank you so much. So we, we've welcome. been on a good kick here. Uh, talking Happy about birthday. Feliz, feliz cumpleaños. Do you want a Snickers? <laughs> so um, <laughs> we've been on a, a great kick here talking about EMAT. And we talked a lot about, uh, with Sean Moran, talked about the EMAT users group. We talked a lot about um, feature assessments, reporting. We talked a lot about the circumstances around running an actual EMAT. Even covered what ifs. Yep. I enjoyed that episode. Way to tie it into the Marvel today. But you know, what we haven't gotten into really a lot of is the, the why operators engage in running EMAT to begin with. Yeah. Um, and we often get pulled in there. So, you know, where does, it, where does the EMAT trail start? Because most operators, I'm going to say, don't usually wake up one morning and be like, you know what? I think I'd like to run an EMAT yeah. on my system. Today's the day that I'm going to run. That doesn't usually happen that way. There's yeah. usually something that provokes them in the field to wanting to run an EMAT. Yeah. It's not always in the field. I think there's a, at least a couple of uh, fair point. reasons why uh, an operator would opt to, to run an EMAT. So um, first is uh, because maybe their risk model told them that they have an area of high susceptibility. And they've been doing integrity management for a while now. And uh, pressure testing is maybe not always the best choice. Yeah. Uh, we have other challenges we'll deal with there. So you're talking about risk models built around like the factors out of ASME B318S? That's a good example. One of those, an SNA standard yep. on that? Yeah, okay. that's a good example. Uh, so may maybe the risk model's telling them, and that's a threat they don't want to find them first. They want to find it first. Mm -hmm. um, another one could be, unfortunately, the threat did find them first, right? And, and that usually can come in two ways, either passively where they were digging up some pipe and they find it, and uh, they're like, hey, this looks like it's SCC, and then that process begins. Or possibly it's uh, maybe they had a leak or a, a, a more significant incident, yeah. so now they're forced into it. You know, and I feel like uh, that that second one, right? So obviously, uh, when an operator has an incident, I do feel like that usually gives way into a fairly aggressive EMAT campaign. Yeah. But uh, no less than I would say several times a year, we we get the one in between, which is the operator yeah. finds a feature in the field, and then they immediately embark on a, oh my gosh, we think this is SCC. And it kickstarts yeah. a process that, in some cases, may or may not result in, in an EMAT inspection campaign. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? If we're going to, I, I want to dig into that a little bit more. I want to yeah. talk about SCC. Yeah. And this third chair that sits in between us is reserved for someone who knows more about SCC 
and has seen more SEC than both of us. How, much, how, how many times do you think, just whether it be in photo or pipe, let, let, let's, let's guess a little bit here. Me or? How many times do you think Mr. Futch, the Futch Factor himself, has, has experience with SEC? Pick a number. What do you think? I would hope at least 30. At least 30 times? Yeah, I would hope at least 30. I would say he's probably... But I don't know. He, to be honest, judging by the amount of pipe that arrives at ADV, <laughs> it's probably way off. Because so, he probably got 30 this so year. So legitimately, yesterday I was driving on 99 coming to work. And you saw pipe and on I the saw trailer? Truck pipe, and, like, and I was like, ah, I wonder if I should just follow the truck. Good um, grief. I, I would say he's been at least in 100 ditches. And mm. we probably get piped twice a week. I bet you're he's right. He's been here about a year, and that's only the time that I've known I, him. I bet so you're right. I'm going to say he's probably seen well, SEC at least 100 times. Let's bring him on. Fudge. 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 You're Fudgy. in the building. All right. It is. It's like news team. Assemble. People had to have watched Anchorman that got that. So, David Fudge, welcome back onto the show. Appreciate it. Um, Two times. The second you time. You are. Our first esteemed returning guest. Yeah. Wow. How has life treated you in the, I don't know, 18 or so weeks since you were on last time? I still put my pants on the same way every morning. That's not so. true. We'll Are see. <laughs> we can say this is it's uh, obviously we have more people listening to the show from when you came on Uh-oh. till now. Mm. So you never no know. What might, if, who knows what would have been that <laughs> yeah. shifting point? Maybe that we're, was you. We're, it's very imperative that we expect the same bump last time as this time. This time. Mm -hmm. So if you can't make it happen, it could be two and done. Do we have <laughs> analytics on that bump? <laughs> so Miss Producer shaking, shaking her head. Her head. So, okay, um, we'll track it. So, most of the audience now has seen my golf incident. You have not I had have the not. benefit of seeing no. the golf incident. Mm. Um, but uh, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, have you ever had to? I'm going to tie it in real quick before okay. we get to the golf incident. Yeah. How often do you get photos of somebody that says, "Hey, I think this is SCC." Photos or pipe? Photos. photos first. Photos first. Experience you working with photos. You get the emails. Yes. You get the pain Experience and photos. We found SCC and they followed up with a with a photo and an email. Maybe even on your phone. Pretty a common. A couple times a month. A couple times a month. Yeah. yeah. Walk us through that process. So how, many, that like? how, how many of them actually end up being SCC? Uh, maybe three quarters. Half. Three quarters. Somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah. Three quarters to a half. Okay. So ba basically what we're saying is it's... Um, it's it's good. It is worth a thousand words, but there's more to do. Yeah. When you get a picture, there's more actions that need to be taken. So, so walk once you get the pipe, you can determine what actually is the cause, right? Yep. Okay. Um, if I give you any broken piece of equipment, can you determine the cause? I can try. That's not very convincing. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. You'll Deal. do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we well, we got we got we've got a treat. We have on air. The actual golf club involved in the infamous incident. Oh boy! Which okay. you haven't seen yet. No. And um, do, be careful. You will cut your finger on the end of it. Oh man! Uh, and I bled out all over the set. Um, okay. Can you, can you tell us what happened to this golf club? To the audience, Christopher has brought out the golf club. Yeah. By so. the way, I have to say it's fabulous. The, the best part about all of this is that I didn't actually use Chris Alexander's golf club. I used probably. his son-in-law's golf club right before Because he didn't trust you with it. And I, I, apparently I, I, right. So it's probably one oh of those gosh. gut feeling wire things. There. Can I ask some questions? Yes, you may Always. ask questions. I assume this is how the failure analysis process yeah. goes. How far were you trying to hit this? 
<laughs> further than Christopher can throw? Which kick. Is, which is how further far? Further than I can kick. I could probably kick about uh, 70 yards. So you're trying to hit it 70 yards. You realize you were hitting with a six iron? The, the club's not important here. So that's a rounding error, right? Okay. Uh, so you should have took it easy, because you should have hit that 70 yards. You, you still haven't told us what might have happened. I'm, I'm still collecting club. info here. It says men's flex. This is like Is Sherlock this the right Holmes. club for you? It's like watching I don't Sherlock think he Holmes can flex. I don't think he can flex. Do you need an SEM? No. Do we need a metallurgical yeah, What mount? kind of tools do you need for this? No, just a good visual here. What'd you hit it on? When it left my hands, it, it came into contact. <laughs> it came into contact. You might want to ask gates. him that again. What just happened? When it left your hands. So we need to look at the grip or your hands. <laughs> the grip looks pretty solid. Look, that's been good enough. It's, yeah. It was solid. You have to go watch the video. Solid oh, yeah. operator error. I, uh, I released the club, and it was supposed to be funny, like we were going run after the club. Mm -hmm. When I released the club, it ran into a wrought iron fence and just broke in half right when it hit the wrought iron fence. It's impressive. There is some good bending on this, so yeah. It was impressive if you'd have been there, too. But okay. Um, so the, you, we, we've had our fun with the golf club. Thanks okay. thanks for entertaining us. You should keep this. Is that how you do I am. After we reshaft it for Chris's son-in-law, <laughs> yeah. um, we are going to make his golf club whole for him again. <laughs> a little bit of duct tape. Um, but the failure analysis process, as it pertains to SCC, um, let, let's bring it back around. Yeah. You usually don't get the pipe first. Sometimes you do. But uh, what, what's the process that you walk an operator through that thinks they have SCC? Let, let's 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 assume they send you a photo first. Yeah, photo let, in let, the let's field. do it that way. Let's start let's at start the there. photo and talk to us about like yeah. good and bad photos. So if they someone needs help and they find something in the ditch and they want to take a picture and send it to someone, what's good practice? What's eh? Not so good practice. Yeah. So I'm assuming by photo you mean one after they do mag particle, right? Where you can clearly see the indication. Okay. Right. Let's so, assume I mean, we're that. Far, I'm, right? Let's assume you're telling uh, the operator now. That if they're going to send you a photo, they should have already done mag particle, or, or one before and one after, right? Okay. Um, assuming the mag particles there, I'm also then going to ask for either photos or details regarding the coating condition, okay. coating type and coating condition at the area that uh, you're so choosing to go do this excavation, whether it be by chance or by, uh, uh, but you're driven there by some reason, right? Okay. Uh, and I would argue every time you open the ditch, you should take a photo of it anyway, because, well, photos are cheap, they're easy, everyone's got a phone, everyone's got a camera, yeah. right? Now, how are they assessing the coating condition? I mean... Visually. Typically. Visually. Yeah. That so you're looking, pretty subjective you're looking me, for sagging, you're looking for areas that are despondent falling off the pipe, and there's some really good definitions in, in NACE uh, that give you criteria of uh, percentages desponding. So, like, uh, 0 to 10 is defined by... Uh, the coating looks this way, right? Okay. Uh, so I would argue, I think there's five categories there. I would argue you look at those five categories and assess yourself to those. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, So what else? So they open the ditch, they assess the coating, yep. um, they take the coating off. Um, is Are you thinking they've already taken it off, they're going to do mag particle. For mag particle, you got to do some kind of surface prep. Do you need a picture of pre-mag particle or just jump straight to the mag particle? You could. Or jump straight to it. Okay. But are you um, going to be able to identify SCC based off the photo? You can make it a claim whether or not it's likely based on the photo. Okay. Right? Likely. 
So you're looking for things such as, is it in a colony of other features? Is it a singular feature or are there multiple that are sort of clustered together as a colony? Yeah. You're looking at that, you're looking for the directionality of the crack. Mm. So if it starts and turns up like a horseshoe or a cow's tongue or whatever word you want to put on it, yeah. right? Does it do that? Does it stay wavy? Does it bounce? Does it have a, f a noticeable lip that you can feel with your finger? Yeah. You're collecting information of what that crack physically looks like, and you can narrow down whether or not SCC seems likely. So, you didn't mention seam. Does any of those descriptors change if you're dealing with a seam, whether it's maybe an autogenously welded pipe like ERW or maybe DSOL? Yeah, so some of the, the way the ERW process was formed will leave stress concentrators either where it was pushed together or where it was trimmed. Okay. Those can be, uh, let's call it hot spots or whatever you want to call it, but SCC can uh, tend to form there because the stresses are higher. So understanding mm -hmm. the local area, uh, but you should see that in a photo, right? You'll see the mill marks, you'll see the push marks, and that kind of stuff. So would that be SCC or is that maybe something manufacturing related that's just on the surface? Yeah, so then understanding how that relates to the seam, right? So if you're consistently finding these cracks, a quarter of inch off the bond line and there's also this little ripple there yeah it's manufacturing but now you're forming a crack because of the stress rise associated with that manufacturing well, feature i have a treat for us i have oh, a picture that treat. looks just like that which we're not necessarily going to share to the audience sorry guys oh yeah mm. here you go i remember this and it's one. fun because you describe it just that so i i will try to describe this we we have a picture of the exterior of a pipe that's been mag particled and it's over the autogenously welded pipe. In this case, I believe it's ERW. Yep. And there is linear indications that have like a direction that kind of point towards yep. the scene. Yep. Using just the picture in that scenario, would you think that a call could be made if this is here or not, or do you need to do something else? So based on this picture, yes. And unfortunately, I don't think we can, yeah, but we can show talk it up it. there. Yeah, we but, can talk through it. But what you're seeing here is a broad cluster of cracks, okay, right? Interconnected, but a larger cluster. So based on that, I would feel fairly confident I could call this SCC. Okay, got it. Uh, I got another one for you. Oh man. Wow. How got many another pictures one for do you have? Don't worry about that. Uh, apparently Don't he's collecting them. Oh yeah, okay. Here we go, there we go. Oh, How about this one? So what we're showing here is this is a pipe body feature. Mm. It uh, looks to be like a near white finished surface prep um, and uh, it looks like there was some mag particle potentially, and uh, there's features an less than a half inch long. Features less than half an inch long. Yeah. Uh, it's not one single feature. It's kind of here and then breaks off into like uh, two or three other other fragments. And it's it's short. We don't know how deep it is. What do you say about this picture? So first of all, it's spray painted white, so they can do the mag particles. So that's your near white you're talking about. So let's just get that straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Metallurgist correction on yeah. show. No, no, it's not a correction. That's me softballing him stuff so he can home run this. Oh, Good job. sure, sure. Keep going. Okay. Uh, so you have a, uh, a crack that sort of uh, changes direction, right? It, it sort of bounces around here. It branches. It, it branches out. Um, this one, I wouldn't feel confident calling this SCC just from this picture, mm -hmm. but you could do metallography to prove what it is. And is that because, again, it's more of like a single feature versus a group of features? Is that a characteristic? The directionality of it. Okay. Right? So this other picture has some directionality. Uh, but you have a large cluster of them. Yeah. This one is essentially a single or multiple, let's call it two, that's all interconnected. It has some waviness to it. 
Yeah. And so STC wants to form in the area of the highest stresses. Yeah. And so for this to form, how does your stress state change right there? Yeah. To start coming back down. So the, the point of this, guys, was it's I found two features that weren't exactly axial and it looked like there were interconnections to it. And in one case, you said, I feel really comfortable calling SSC on this, yeah. and on the other, I don't. And that was the point to prove. But this doesn't outrule other cracking mechanisms, right? So yeah. I may not call it SCC, but it doesn't necessarily outrule that it could be another cracking mechanism. So in this case, uh, you know, we like journeys. So you've got pictures. Talk us through the first one. So you feel really comfortable, that's SCC. Um, do you need to do anything else with that? And what would you advise? So Walk us through that. Back on that first photo, so yep. yes, I would recommend exactly what was done in this report. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, who authored that report? Oh, I don't know. Me, um... I don't know. So a couple of things you do is is one, it's really powerful to, to break it open, yep. or at least a feature, break a feature open, because that gives you the true depth. So right? yeah, like that golf club. Before we <laughs> before we talk about breaking it open, actually I want to take a step back because you mentioned several things. You asked about coding. Um, you wanted to mag particle it, uh, but I haven't had you heard you ask about. You said stresses, but you didn't ask about the operating stress in the pipe. Yeah. Would you also ask what the operating stress, at least as a percentage of MOP, was, or do you get into that? So I think it's an important factor to understand and include in a report. Uh, but if you're going to derive or look at what the feature itself is, uh, I would look at it sort of without that in mind. Let me figure out what the feature is and then we can supplement with the operating stress. If you're purely going off a picture in the field, then yeah, that would be a good question to ask. Uh, I have seen those, so the common rule is 60% smice above that you, you have a risk. And where are you risk. getting that from? Uh, 318S or some NACE documents, mm, yep. right? So above 60%, you have the threat. Below 60%, it's sort of, if you've ever seen it, then you have the threat. I've seen SCC down in the 35 to 40%. Mm. And so is that a hard, fast line in the sand? I would argue no. And so mm. that's why I tend to go with what am I visually seeing versus what am I seeing metallography-wise to help characterize what it is, not really looking at the operating stress. Yes. So you, you, hold on, he said something really important that, that I want to hone in on, right? He is says lots of things. Yeah, I know, but I, I really want to hone in on something. You said that I have seen, and one of the things that he were trying to guesswork at is it's how many times you've seen SEC. He said 30. Yeah, 30. I um, sat around, you said 30. It, felt I, it was like a around a large 30. number at the time. I think I said about 100. How many times do you think you have physically dealt with a situation related to SEC? So are we lumping it all as one job? So if I get multiple pieces of pipe with multiple colonies, how many is that one? How many instances have you had to look at SCC? A lot. More than I'm <laughs> proud to count. Definitely fingers and toes and probably everyone's fingers and toes. It's, it's got to be pushing three to 500. It's up there. Wow. Wow. All right. On that note, now that Chris has proven me wrong for the second time in this show, <laughs> we're not going to arm wrestle to sort this one out. But we are going to take a break, and we will be right back in just a moment. director and co-founder of ADV Marketing. We get the honor of working with Rhett and Christopher to produce this crazy podcast and also work with them on any other initiatives that they have when it comes to marketing. And if you know them or are listening to this podcast, you know that it gets pretty crazy around here. So we have a lot of fun with them. 
ADV Marketing is a full-service business-to-business marketing agency. Um, we specialize in service companies and technology companies. So if you are enjoying listening to this podcast and the fun that they're having, reach out to us and see how we can make your marketing fun. All right, welcome back to the audience. I thought I saw you admiring that golf club there yeah. in between the break. Um, you have a golf shirt on. I do. You so do. you like to golf? I do, yeah. You 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 sorted out that failure mode? Yeah, I wanted to know if you've run a bending strain. There's a nice <laughs> bend on that. So, I mean, have that puppy you... got bent, we bent around that wrought iron gate real nice. You, you <laughs> so, roped it over the gate a little too hard? I mean, yeah. I, like I say, operator error, you know, it was too slick on my hands, swung too hard, too much too much oompa in it. You're too strong. Oh, no, you're stronger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, going back on this, this we, 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 we were on this SCC thing, and we, we ended, and I was talking a little bit about the operating stresses in the yep. pipe, and I want to go back to that. Because you hit on 318S, and a lot of operators build out their, uh, their susceptibility and their IM programs on the factors that I identified in 318 yep. And that's on paper, right? A lot of times they haven't found it yet, right? Yep. So we'll think about like distance to compressor station, mm-hmm. age of pipe, coating type, as long as it's not FBE. Yep. I'm sure things like CP matter and you know what your cathodic protection levels are. Yep. Um, um, operating stresses, you know, residual stresses on the line, all of that stuff matters, right? All of it matters for you to be able to pinpoint where you have SEC, right, Futch? That's right. To an extent. I think those definitions get <laughs> you generally in the right spot. Okay. Uh, I like to look at the operating stress, right? Okay. It's stress corrosion cracking, so clearly stress plays a role. But which, I mean, you said like, you. The, it says 60% in 318S. Yeah. But you've seen so it I won't have 40%. it. No, I won't have it. If 60%, I won't have it, right? No. If it's under 60%, I can write that joint off. I, I've s- and I have good CP. I've seen it lower than 60%. Is it more common at 60% and higher? Absolutely. We'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have seen it lower uh, in the ballpark of the, the 40-ish percent. Um, you mentioned CP, right? CP. It's corrosion. There's corrosion in the terminology, right? So CP mitigates corrosion. So I just check my corrosion levels. Yeah. So CP, uh, for SCC to form, typically you have to have some sort of environment that's somewhat shielded, uh, acting on the pipe surface. That requires your coating to be somewhat intact. Yeah. Uh, and if you go over the line doing a CIS or, or DCVG or whatever you're trying to do to find these coatings or your CP level, uh, you may nest, you probably are blind to that because the, the shielding aspect. Mm. So you're getting one number over the ditch, but what it's physically acting at the pipe surface is a different number. Because of the coating. Because of the coating and the shielding Acting as a barrier. Exactly. Which is what we want it to do. Correct. If right? it's adhered. If it's adhered. Mm. So that's yes. where we got to go back and see if it's disbonded or not. That's right. What about pH? We didn't talk about pH. Do you need yeah. that to call it to SCC? So I think pH helps, right? There's a near neutron high pH, so obviously there's some influence of pH. Yeah. Uh, but pH should fluctuate throughout the year, right? Let's say you're in a farmer's field, yep. and he switches over his crop, uh, I don't know, every March, right, to get ready yep. for a summer crop. Are you a farmer? Um, no, but my family was. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Cool. It felt, so. it felt- pretty authoritative when you said that. I was just checking. You switch over your crop, you probably fertilize, you may water some more, and all that will, will undulate your pH, right? Mm, yeah. And so while pH is important, uh, those cracks may not be have formed that day that you're taking the pH. So it's important mm. to understand the fluctuation of that pH through time. 
So it sounds like there's a lot of variances as to what yeah. is making SCC form and yeah. the morphology of it. By morphology, I mean the shape of it, right? And what it's interacting with. So all of it going back to, again, sometimes you can you can make a judgment based on, on the picture. Yeah. But sometimes the picture doesn't tell the story what happened to the golf club. So let's assume <laughs> I was unfairly judged. The golf club makes its way into the lab. Yeah. What what do operators need to do when a piece of pipe that they think has SCC arrives in a lab for a metallurgical assessment? What are you gonna do? Take me through the process. Yes. You need to know about CP, right? No. You need I, to know about pH, right? No. Distance to compressor station. You need to know about distance to compressor station. I may ask for that for the report, but no, probably not to help the assessment originally. Mm. So it comes in. This is a little bit enlightening, right? Let's yeah. let's have a piece of pipe. It may have a call box because someone is out there in the field and did some mag and it's circle, yep, right? Big, it. big red circle. Yeah, got I like it. That okay, picture. I got it right there. That's a square. Big red. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. I'm big red at it. square. Got I it. find that I'm likely going to take that photo. I'm gonna mag it myself, or one yep. of the guys here will mag it to locate exactly where it is. Yep. I use that as a frame of reference to figure out where I cut. I'm gonna cut a panel out. I'm gonna cut it back, back notch it, whatever you want to call it. Put it in liquid nitrogen and break it open. Okay. That shows me what the fracture face looks like, and I can do SCM mm -hmm. or I can do other work if I uh, mm -hmm. so to see need this, it. To see the face of the crack, not across, not the cross section right. of the crack. And so then your other option, especially if you have a large colony like this first picture, you can designate one for a break open and one for a mount. Mm. So you, you kill two birds with one stone. So for our listeners, when you say a mount, what, what do you mean by that? So a metallurgical cross-section, you take a small piece, yep. you put it in uh, epoxy or some sort of hardenable uh, plastic material, yep. and you polish it out to a mirror finish. When it's at yep. the mirror finish, mm. you put a little bit of light acid on it or etchant, which mm. reveals the grain structure. So about 60 people from PPIM know what you're talking mm, about, yeah, right? Yeah, got that mount <laughs> from us, right, this year. Yeah. Be on the lookout for next year. Yeah, so this one that's a single crack, yeah. I would probably cross-section it first away mm -hmm. at the tail of the indication yeah. to figure out the depth and the morphology, then break it open. Got it. And how, what are you looking for? You keep saying those words, depth and morphology. How does an SCC crack look different than a fatigue crack? Yeah, so... Or how does an SCC crack look different than, I mean, something else that's not SCC? Yes, yeah, so start with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. So Give me an you example said, of You said yeah. it's not always SCC. You're between the what's, two a good, what's a good example of it not being SCC? Yeah, yeah, Example, pipe comes in the lab, you do... Operator says, I had SCC. magic. Yeah, I had magic. SCC, and yeah. you're like, eh, this isn't SCC. And the what tea leaves it? don't show you that it's SCC. What is it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it could all often be manufacturing features so scabs seams slivers laps whatever words you and want those to can be confused for sec because they will be typically a linear nature mm -hmm. that will hold mag particles and be crack like crack like right yep. word like uh those will appear as if it was a scc they may be colonies there may be multiple right next to each other but they'll be very, very shallow, within five to 10% of the wall, yeah. and they'll buff out, grind out very easily. Here in the lab, we would take a cross section, and they turn uh, to go around the circumference of the pipe rather than going straight through. Clear indication, not SCC, move on. Right? Gotcha. So, if you broke it open though, so to your question of how do you know it's SCC, if you broke it open, that fracture face will be very evident. It will have a dark, very, uh, adhered oxide so you can clean it and uh, mm. whatever solution you choose to clean it in and that oxide will remain 
Mm. Uh, so that oxide is, is magnetite, magnetite forms in low oxygen conditions and it's very hard and, and, and a stable oxide. So is that some, that's something off. you see both on classical and near Correct. neutral pH? So when you have SEC, you see that, that oxide? You see that oxide layer decorating the fracture face, which points you to an SEC. Okay. Coming like a fatigue crack, uh, it may have some corrosion in it, which you can typically clean off and you'll then you'll start to see these beach so marks. What's the chance that that club had SEC on it as a contributing factor and that it really, I'm not at fault for what actually happened here. It was already going to happen. When you swung it, it with the see, force, it was going to snap off and just take air, exactly. go airborne. Uh, highly unlikely. How's, doesn't this have a coating on it? I don't know it? if we're going to bring like, Fudge back feel, on the I feel on like the there's a, like a metallic coating on it maybe. Probably some sort, yes. And you've scraped so, a little bit of it off here. So the coating's so. intact. So that's so probably you can see one that, example. You don't no have no way to prove that damage wasn't there before I swung the club. Do, do you bury your golf clubs to keep them safe at night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. Well, it could be SEC. Then it could be SEC. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. No. Uh, yeah, so you're just looking. You're collecting information, right? Collecting information, looking at what it shows visually, doing break opens, doing cross sections to help build out a story. And so when you break open, for example, SEC versus a fatigue crack, you know, what are primary indications that you're going to see that says this is fatigue versus SCC? So the oxide for the SCC, yep. uh, sort of the crack will bounce around on different planes. You'll get a yep. jagged yep. appearance on the surface. Fatigue, you're going to see beach marks. Got you it. go to the beach right as the waves yep. wash up, it leaves these sort of yep. semicircular shapes. Let me ask you a question. This one, yep. maybe I should hold it for the air. Have you ever had one that you really were challenged to figure out whether or not it was SCC? Did you get yes. one that was inconclusive? Yes. Well, uh, come on, get it out. No. <laughs> uh, inconclusive <laughs> Look, where... on pipeline things. Well, I, we we are going. all out of honesty here. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Vulnerability so, is a strength sometimes. Uh, dig on one side of the pipeline. Uh, very clear colonies and very patched, right? So colonies all yep. over the pipeline. Very perfectly longitudinal cracks. Boom, 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 boom. Colonies, right? Hey, I can't rule out SCC. Other side of the pipeline. Same manufacturer, same run of pipe, same everything. Other side of the pipeline... Those indications went from longitudinal to about 45 degrees, uh -oh. right? Mm. Boom, 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 boom. But they started to turn. There started to be a directionality change. They started to loop back on each other. That side of the line, hey, I I'm not comfortable. I don't think that's SCC. The other side where they were all very stacked, you couldn't rule it out. Mm. Knowing what you know from the opposite side, you could probably get to, yeah, that's probably the You same didn't break stuff. open the ones that were? So it was cut out, it was sent in. Uh, turns out they were all manufacturing slivers, scabs, seams, whatever it could mm. be. But that's a good case where one side of the line, data in of itself, you can't rule it out. But if mm. you start to bring in data from along the whole line, how it was manufactured, da, 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 on and on, if you look at that data from that side and this data from that side of the line, you look at it together, you may arrive at the conclusion that it's not. But the denominator was the destructive testing you said, right? Correct. It was cut out and yes. you broke it open. Cross sections. We Cross sections. We went through it Got and it. polished it out. Correct. Because it was too yeah. shallow to break open. So talk to us a little bit about that oblique angle, right? Because we were just in the series or we're wrapping up the series of EMAT. Yeah. And um, EMATs uh, will will be, um, it'll be important to understand the orientation of the feature you're trying to find, right? That way the yep. magnetic field, uh, excuse me, the magnetic um, ultrasonic, that um, wave that's going to try to find reflections and detections, you know, may be better at finding things that are at certain angles. Yep. When you look at SCC and you said, you know, we normally think of things like circumferential and axial, but you said you said it's at a at a at a like oblique angle, like at a forty-five. Yep. Is that common? So 
It wants to form perpendicular where your, your stresses are. Yep. A lot of times that's hoop stress. You get a longitudinal crack. If you're in an area of bending, uh, that's where you start to get the circumferential. Okay. Now the oddball in it is where if you had residual stresses from the pipe manufacturing process, whatever that may be, mm. you could have a residual stress that wants to drive you as you combine your hoop loading, right? Drive you at an, at an angle. I think those would be in a bucket of a rarity. Typically yeah. they want to manifest perpendicular stress levels, which is typically hoop or uh, bending. So, Do you see those cracking? Because uh, when, we when we say classical high pH or near neutral, yeah. we kind of classify how it's interacting with the grain structure. Correct. When it's at an oblique angle, what does the it, uh, what, what does it yeah, what does it normally look like? Yeah, it's like, won't leave me alone. So the oblique angle, it's still going to manifest itself either as a high or near neutral pH SCC. It's still okay. either going to follow the boundaries or go through the grains, right? Got it. It's just they're forming at a different angle because mm. of the stress state is different. Got so it. In that case, likely residual stresses to get you at an angle. Yeah, you know what? As we, we move towards the end, there's two questions I want to ask on the end of this. Um, classical near neutral generally being axially aligned. But there's been a, just a significant and growing chorus of people talking about circumferential SCC. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, are you seeing more instances of SCC arrive in the failure lab, you know, let's say in the last six months? Or is it still something you don't hear about all that often? Circumferential? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've seen it uh, a couple times, handful of times. Yeah. Uh, a couple reasons. One, the loading's harder to get to, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, they typically grow slower, and therefore the depths can can uh, well grow slower, but also the the depths for failure are much larger because of your uh, stress state. Gotcha. And so if it's a, a sleeping dog, instead of you needing a 50% crack to fail, you need a 90% crack to gotcha. fail. And so there's this window of growth that's still occurring. Yeah. So last thing is. Um, What's the conversation like when you have to deliver the bad news that it's SCC? Are you like short to the point? You have SCC. I'm yeah, sorry. What's your bedside manner or like? Or are you Fudge? like, so I did all this and you walk them through like a grieving process? Or is it, you, yeah, know, what's you it tell like? them, you know, hey, you need to change your behavior. Maybe you need to play a different sport, one that involves throwing objects rather than swinging objects. Yeah, that's probably better for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm maybe I'm moving in that direction. There. I'll move. I'll move towards a uh, towards some form of throwing objects yeah. rather than swinging. Axe throwing, maybe. Mm. Maybe not. There are other ones. Um, Frisbees, with yeah, a dog. I See how high that. the dog can jump. Just throw discs. Period, huh? <laughs> so I think absolutely, you need to show the images of why you got to what you got. Defend the conclusion. Yep. Because saying you have SCC on a pipeline is a big thing, right? It's just not something you say and then you go to sleep that night and no one's <laughs> thinking about it. It's a big conclusion and something that, that yeah. impacts the life of that line. Absolutely. So you've got to show the data how you got there. Uh, but I, if it comes in the lab and they don't know it's SCC, as soon as I know, it's a phone call, right? They have miles of other line on the same pipeline. You need to let them know ahead of time so that way if, if they needed to plan, maybe a pressure reduction, maybe a tool mm. run, they're not waiting two or three more weeks for a report. They can go ahead and start action. Gotcha. Well, Futch, thank you. As an honorary second guest on the thing, I want to be able to give you a little reward for your time. Uh, there's two Snickers, maybe a third one. Man. Um, we spare. Do you lost three of them? I'm right gonna. Now. I'm gonna gain about ten pounds after I eat all these. What do you? So have on for? that note, I want to thank the audience it for was joining his birthday. us and the Fudge Factor on the birthday episode of Pipeline Things. We'll be back in Happy two 40, weeks. Happy forty, buddy. Happy forty. Thank y'all so much. We appreciate your support for the show.